Moving universities midway through my degree has felt like a mistake a number of times, but never so much as it does right now. Sitting on the bench outside the science library where I'm about to beg for a job, freezing my ass off, watching my ex thunder his way towards me, and feeling in this moment like I have hit total rock bottom. Damien, I know you can hear me. Think I can pretend I haven't noticed him? Well, shit. Hey, Linus. What are you doing here? I go to school here, same as you. (laughs) No, you don't. Do you want to see my ID? Maybe fetch campus security while you're at it? That's impossible. You're supposed to be in Sydney. Not down here. How did you even get in? I slept with the Chancellor. (laughs) Well, Linus, this has been lovely, but I have to go. Damien, you can't just leave. I want to talk to you. Watch me, Linus. I have places to be. I didn't really have places to be, but Linus didn't need to know that. Sorry, I'm here to hand in my resume. My my friend Cricket said you were hiring. Oh, you must be Damien. Cricket said you could work nights? Uh, yes. Excellent. I'll be honest with you, we've had the ad out for a month, and you're the only applicant. So as long as you pass the university's standard security check, I'm happy to offer you the job. Really? Just like that? Just like that? Cricket speaks very highly of you. I trust their judgment. Right. I'll email you in a couple of days with details for training. Well, thank you. I I look forward to it. Oh, uh, Martin says she gave you the job. Congrats. Yeah, thanks to you. You didn't have to do that. I'm sorry if I overstepped. I know you like to show you're capable on your own, but everything I told her was true. Honestly, Cricket, I just really needed a job. I might have been mad at you in some other universe where I'm not barely making rent, but all I can be in this universe is grateful. Are you okay? You seem a bit... off. I've had a... weird day. Weird? I ran into Linus. Oh. Yeah. Did he... talk to you? He tried to. I don't know what came over me. I was rude to him. I made like three snarky comments. Really? He just, I was wearing a skirt, you know, the one with the little orange flowers. And he stormed over to me like I wasn't allowed to be taking up space. And he looked me up and down and it was like I wasn't worth the air he was breathing. Oh. I'm so tired, Cricket. So I just snapped. Sounds like he deserved it. Do you want a hug? Please. So, night shift. I'll see even less of you than I do now. That's what you get for picking a roommate who switched schools midway through an honors degree. Is that all I am to you, a roommate? Cricket, we are literally cuddling on the couch right now. Ugh, but it doesn't have to mean anything for just roommates, does it? I really do love you, you know? I love you too. Hey, what ended up happening with that assignment for your bio class? It's been a week since I officially started at the library. Martin is trusting me to run the desk by myself. Night shift is pretty bare in terms of responsibilities, and I think she was tired of doing overtime to train me. The only thing is the science professors sort of never sleep, and sometimes they come in requesting obscure old papers that we keep locked in an archive, which means I have to abandon the desk to go on a hunt, maybe once a night, which then leads to... That. 
I'll be just a minute. If it's urgent, call campus security. I have to say that because Cricket told me some guy came in bleeding from the abdomen one time, and that wasn't even late at night. Here you are, Professor. I hope that's what you were after. All right, now that's done, how can I help you? So, you really do go here. Oh, it's you. Yes, I do. I told you that last week. How? Frankly, Linus, I don't think that's any of your business. I think I have a right to know, considering I helped you write half your uni applications in the first place. What? That was three years ago, Linus. We haven't spoken in three years. You have no right to know anything about my life. I don't know why you're acting like this, Damien. I was never anything but kind to you. I don't know how to tell you this, but doing the bare minimum isn't exactly the ultimate act of kindness. The bare minimum? I gave you everything, Damien. I put up with the anxiety, the weird little noises, and the sensory issues, and the, and the trans thing. I didn't say a word when we had to leave graduation dinner early so you could have a panic attack in the bloody men's bathroom. And you want to tell me that's the bare minimum? Funnily enough, that is the bare minimum. In fact, the way you treated me, it was... It was even less than that. You treated me like a chore. I deserve to take up space, and I deserve to have my needs accommodated. I'm not something to just... be put up with. Ugh, you sound like a motivational speaker. Even now you're trying to belittle me. You've changed, Damien. And I don't like what you've become. So, Elise and I ended up accidentally adding sodium sulfate instead of sea light, and the whole thing came out of the Buchner funnel looking like piss, and Helena came over and told us off in front of our entire bench. Don't you kind of deserve it for not reading the label on the jar? Well, yes, but that's besides the point. Uh, can you pass the sorbeline? Linus came into the library yesterday. He... what? To talk to you? Yeah, seems like it. Well, did you tell him to piss off? Sort of. What do you mean, sort well, of? It's not like he just left when I told him I didn't want to talk. He said he was entitled to know where I'd been and why I was here now. I told him I didn't owe him anything, but... I don't know. Some of the stuff he said has just been on my mind. Like what? He said I'd changed. He said he didn't like it. Where does it matter what he likes? It doesn't. I know that. But he's right, isn't he? Ever since I started uni, I've been ping-ponging between anxious and depressed and a terrible cocktail of both. I don't have friends like I did in high school. I'd stay in bed all day if it wouldn't get both of us evicted. I haven't gotten a full night's sleep in three years, Cricket. Your parents literally kicked you out, Damien. I think you have a right to be depressed. But for three years? For as long as you need to. I should be over it by now. There's no should in this equation. You've been working yourself into the ground for the past three years. It's not exactly surprising you aren't over that bridge yet. You haven't let yourself feel any of it. Of course I have. You and I both know that's not true. <sighs> Why does it matter? Why can't it just be over? That's just not how it works. I'm so tired, Cricket. 
I'm so tired of trying so hard when nothing really changes. I know. It hurts. I know. I don't know what to do. Do you want my honest opinion? Of course. There's not much you can do right now. Your brain will hopefully, eventually process all of it. Therapy would help, but it's expensive and Monash counseling isn't particularly queer friendly. In the meantime, you need to keep reminding yourself that you deserve to be alive and happy and that it's not your fault that your needs aren't being met. If you can't, I can remind you. And I know it's hard and I know it hurts, but it won't magically get better. I don't think it'll ever stop hurting entirely. Don't say that. It's true. You've been treated badly and the people who did it will probably never apologize. It's going to hurt for a long ass time and you'll resent them. Then maybe one day you'll stop. If you do, it'll probably still hurt if you think about it for too long, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't move on when you're ready to. You don't need to pay the past more attention than you personally think it deserves. Just. Don't let it hang over you. How do you know so much? I don't. I'm just not the one going through it. Fair point. We better get to bed. Can I have a hug? Yeah, just let me brush my teeth. The funny thing about working the night shift at the science library is there's really not all that much to do. The computer runs the search engine and the borrowing and returns portal, and that's it. I get a cart full of whatever returns Martin and Cricket don't get to during the day, but that only takes me an hour. There's a reason the desk never used to be manned at night. It's almost pointless. I have to help maybe ten people in a shift, but never all at once. Sometimes if the Wi-Fi is being particularly kind, I can work through a lab report or do some research for my major project, but a lot of the time is just spent thinking. Lately, it's been about what Cricket said in the bathroom, and everything that happened before I got here. No one tells you that processing something sucks more than shoving it all in a corner and never touching it. Sure, doing the latter, I was exhausted all the time, not really feeling much. But now, I'm angry and sad and feeling like I've been cheated out of a previously loving family. Part of me wonders if I'd have done what I did, knowing what I know now. Maybe if I'd known it wouldn't hurt as much. I could have gotten my bank account separated from my parents beforehand. I wouldn't be starting from scratch. But what ifs aren't going to change the past. So all I can do is feel everything and eventually move on. I have yet to cry at work, which I'm counting as a win. In other news, Cricket is going through it at the moment. It's coming on winter, so their chronic pain is acting up because of the cold. Our emergency stash of blankets has been relocated to his bed in an attempt to stave it off. It doesn't work very well because they overheat if he gets too warm and then he ends up fainting. I've gotten him a pair of hand warmers and I stitched a pocket for them into a pair of gloves. Elise told me they dropped a test tube in their lab this week because their hand seized up and he couldn't grip it properly. I don't think it's ever been this bad before, but he can't afford to pay the $90 for a doctor off campus, and last time they went to the Monash Health Center, they told him to take a Panadol and get over it. <sighs> I don't like not knowing how to help.
Oh, um, Elise is coming over later to watch a movie. Do you want to watch too, or uh, would you rather not? She and I could stay in my room if you want. What movie? Whisper of the Heart. I want to watch that. Are you sure she won't mind? Nah, they've been complaining about how you're always out when they come around. I think she oh, misses you. I didn't oh, realize. No. <laughs> they've been complaining about how you're always out when they come around. I think she misses you. They're your friend too, you know? Huh. You didn't think about it like that, did you? Of course not. She only has classes with you. And all the times you guys hung out while I was visiting my parents over break were just because you had a mutual friend? <laughs> well, when you put it like that. Mm-hmm. Hey, come here. Oh? Sorry, that sounded weird. But I was researching and someone on the internet said that massages could help ease chronic pain. I thought we could give it a go. You already gave me the gloves. Uh, they helped a lot. They hardly even hurt I know, though. but we could try this as well. I don't want to bother you with it. It's not a bother because I get to be close to you. <laughs> That's gay. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I won't do it if you say no, but it couldn't hurt. Yeah. Okay. Hello, anyone home? I hope you don't mind the door was unlocked. We left it unlocked for a reason, Elise. Oh, hello, Damien. I'm teenagers. <gasps> Wait. Are you two holding hands? Sort of. What do you mean, sort of? Damien is literally holding your hands right now. I'm massaging them. That does not help your case. Chronic pain's been worse since winter started. Damien wanted to try it. I see. And you two still aren't dating? Uh, no. Why? There's no, no reason. Right. Okay. I'm gonna put the movie on now. Hello, welcome to the science library. How can I... Oh. It's you again. Damien? Didn't you work it out last time? I don't want to see you anymore. I don't know why you're acting like this, but you should stop. Why should I? I spoke to your mum last week. What? Went home to visit my folks, ran into her at Gloria Jean's. She didn't even know you went here. I haven't spoken to her since I left for Sydney. I told her that I'd seen you. I told her you'd changed. Why would you do that? I thought maybe she could talk some sense into you. God knows I haven't been able to. She doesn't even have my number anymore. Why not? She's your mother. Not anymore. That's bullshit, Damien. Get out. What? Get out. I'll call campus security if you don't. I have a right to be here as a public space. A public space in which you are making a staff member feel unsafe. Now get out. No, Damien. If security has to kick you out, it will go on your transcript. So I'd suggest maybe doing as I say. Fine! Fine! I'm leaving! Jesus! Holy shit. I can't believe I just did that. Hi, Martin. I just have a weird question. No, um, nothing's wrong. I just wanted to know if we could ban people from the library. Yeah. Just someone I used to date. He keeps coming in at night when it's dead and, well, not threatening me, but something adjacent to it. I don't feel safe when he's here, and I threatened to call campus security on him, but I don't know if anything would actually come of it if he hadn't left on his own. Oh? 
That's so good to hear. Yeah, I'll email you. Thank you so much. Have a good afternoon. She said she'd do it as soon as I sent the email, no questions asked. God, I love Martin. You have nice hands, you know that? Thanks. Really, you have nice everything. You've been smiling more lately. It's cute. I, yeah, I think this new job and what you said in the bathroom that night, it helped. Hey, I uh, wanted to ask you something. Shoot. You know how Elise asked if we were dating a couple weeks ago and you said no? Yeah. What if we uh, did? What would change? What do you mean, what would change? Well, we kind of basically do that already, don't we? I mean, we're literally holding hands right now. Hey, friends can hold hands platonically. I know, I know. But, like, genuinely, name one thing that would change. I'd get to kiss you? You want that? Oh, of course, don't you? Well, yes, but I seem to remember Drunk Cricket going on a rant about how the concept of kissing is gross and you never ever want to touch someone else's sticky wet lips to your own. It, it's different if it's you. I see. Well, then we could try dating if you wanted to. Awesome. <laughs> we really could have kissed even if we were just friends, you know. I feel different about you than I do about all my other friends. Here, feel my heart. You don't feel like that? I've never been good at putting feelings into words. I love you more than anything else on this earth, though. That has to count for something. Oh my god. Are you blushing? You say that like you didn't just casually declare your undying love. Cricket, I do that literally all the time. It's different now, though. Maybe I'll do it more often if it makes you blush this much. Oh my god, please don't. Elise is going to be insufferable about this, aren't they? Probably. Any chance we could just not tell her? Ah, oh, they'd kill us. You're right. Well, I'm going to text her. Can you at least wait until after our lab tomorrow? Because then I don't have to see them until Tuesday and they'll cool off a bit. Nope. Oh. If you really don't want me to tell, I won't. You know that, right? Ah, do it. Do you ever regret being so visibly trans? How do you mean? I don't know, I was just thinking about it. Both of us are very clearly queer, you can tell just by looking, but we don't really talk about it. I didn't know you wanted to. I don't think I did either, really. I had a conversation about it with one of the guys in my lab. He asked what the point of being so obvious about it was. He said if it were him, he'd just do what he could to fly under the radar. The world is getting better, but it's not exactly a walk in the park. I still get misgendered at least three times a day, even if no one's blatantly transphobic. Mm. But I don't know. Every time I think about what he said in isolation from everything else, it makes sense. And I think about how right it feels to dress how I do, and how nice it is to sit on the bathroom floor with you while we dye our hair. And I can't bring myself to regret it or change it. I think it's more just for you than it is for anyone else. It's taking back control. You're gonna be trans no matter what. You define what that means by doing that, rather than someone else imposing their definition onto you. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's exactly it. I love you. I love you too. I don't think I've ever met someone who understands me as well as you do. God, your feet are cold. Oh, did I tell you about that email I got the other day? No, I don't think you did. Oh, I got an email from this year 12 student. They saw my demonstration at the fair a couple weeks ago in the panel I co-hosted for Science Society. They said they weren't sure they'd ever be out at home and that they were hoping that university might be different and that I was the reassurance they needed. Does that make it all worth it, do you think? Yeah. Yeah, I think it does. <gasps> oh. My. God. Yep. I called it! You did. We can go on double dates now! Are you dating someone? Oh no, still, uh, 1.5 dates. Isn't that just hanging out? Well, yes, but it's the intention, Damien. I see. Plus, I want to go eat nice food. I mean, we could have done that before now. No, we couldn't have. But, you know what? I'm not even going to question it. Grace, I'll pick you guys up at eight. Tonight? Yes, it's Sunday, Damien. I know you're not working. Plus, that fusion restaurant in campus has discounts on Sunday night. Alright then, I guess we don't have a choice. I guess so. Things are getting better. Sometimes I look at myself now and how I was a month ago and I wonder at how much I've changed. I'm still anxious most of the time, still so depressed I can't bring myself to move some mornings. But it's easier to deal with now, I think. The grass on the campus doesn't freeze overnight anymore, and Cricket's hands are not as bad as they were. We watch a movie every Wednesday night with Elise and go on a date every Sunday. Cricket decided they didn't really like the kissing, even with me. I'm more than okay with that. I haven't heard from Linus since the night I kicked him out of the library, but Martin officially banned him from the science library, so it shouldn't be an issue. I might feel a little more guilty if he ever had any reason to actually use this library, but he's studying law. There's nothing here for him. My mother hasn't tried to contact me, despite Linus's threats. I think that once upon a time I might have come back to her if she did. But not anymore. I am content with the family I have. There's nothing left to say to her. Things are looking up. I've changed. Maybe it's a good change. A month ago, I would have said that good change doesn't exist. But it does. Yesterday, the cherry blossom tree by the physics building bloomed. Spring is coming. Tranthologies is a trans anthology podcast distributed by the Listless Network and produced by Alex Abrahams and Zoe Davis. I Don't Know How But I'm Taller was written, directed, and edited by Ari Maloney with music composed by Scarlett Foster. In today's episode, you heard the voices of Ronan Fernsell as Damien, Zoe Davis as Cricket, JT as Elise, Jenna Rose Geyser as Martin, and Alex Abrahams as Linus. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you tune in tomorrow for another delightfully trans story. But until then, remember... Sodium sulfate is a terrible filter. Do not put it in your Buchner funnel, whatever you do. Just under no circumstances. It works horribly. Um, yeah, you get that in place of me singing garden song because 
Alex said I wasn't allowed for copyright reasons. Uh, you're welcome. Have a good day. So, do you actually know Martin's first name? But, of course I do. It's... well... it's... Huh. I don't think I do.